VIP access with Aniko. Welcome to episode eight of VIP access. And this week I'm taking you to Uganda. I'm about to speak to the fresh prince, not prince, he's fresh, okay, of Kampala. And he came all the way to Nairobi. What an honor to finally get to sit down and speak with the great Flex the Paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mambos. Oh, that's good. We say Mambos. What do you say in UG? In Uganda, Chirichitia. How is it? Chirichitia. Yeah. And then you say? Stede. Okay, so do it. <laughs> Tell me. Chirichitia. Stede. Uh-huh. That's how it is. <laughs> Karibu Nairobi, welcome to Nairobi. Asante, Asante, Nairobi yeah. is really nice. Wow, I love this. The Ugandans are coming to visit us more often. I know, right? Is it more calm and chill here for uh, you? Or what, what? what is it that makes you love Nairobi? A uh, change of environment, first of all. Yeah. It's a different environment. No one, is, so, so calm, no one is hustling you on the streets no, 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 for autographs. It's really, really calm. I love it, yeah. Nice. Yeah. For everybody listening... Flex the Paper is a really cool rapper from Kampala, Uganda. I know him because he was introduced to me by some industry legends and goats. And when you have the goats identify this other rapper and say, this is the person you need to be listening to, watch out for him. You actually pay attention. So the likes of me and um, Navio and Felix from Tribe Uganda always speak very highly of you. And I think from the first time we met or I heard of you, I just felt like there was a good vibe. And there's always been a good vibe between you and uh, me, the Navio and Felix. And you keep it so like family and cordial. So tell me about your relationship with these artists who a lot of us know and how they got to know about you. And now it's kind of like you're a big happy family. First of all, um, I share us to those guys. I'm humbled to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, for Felix, I think it's because uh, he has been a person who does a lot of uh, media in Uganda in terms of like hip hop, and he specializes in just hip hop yeah. specifically. And that's why he has the, 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 the Tribe UG yes. um, brand. Yeah, so he has always been connecting, like interviews, advice here from us, the artists, and things like that. And uh, yeah, I'm proud to see like how he has grown into his Skyland media right now. Uh, then when it comes, of course, Navio, the myth that's clear cut. And we grew up watching these guys back in the day. Of course. These guys had songs when we were still in school. Yeah. So. When I finished, like, actually, I think my high school, that's when I got to meet them before I joined university. That's when I got to meet them personally. Then we started releasing music together, and we clicked, like, the vibe was, it was natural, like, oh, wow. nothing forced and things oh, like wow. that. Oh, wow. I love so that's how, how has grown, yeah. they took you under their wing. You know, it was almost like they signed you, but it's not like they signed you. Did they sign you? No, no, no. Navio is like it's like he, he signed you. Navio is hustling me. <laughs> like, like you know, Flex's album is out. It's like yeah. you know, these songs need to be playlisted. Yeah, this one, repeat it again. Yeah, like he's on your case. Yeah, uh, actually, it's family, and uh, if someone's genuine and also has the good intentions for you, I guess that's what comes out of it. Yeah, love yeah. it. Yeah, like the energy is mutual. You get the same energies what I'll give him back. I love it. So one thing also that I find unique is the fact that you're very proud to be Ugandan. You're very proud to represent Kampala. And this stands out, you know, from the kind of music you release, the kind of names you give your projects. So your album is called Kampala Boy. Yeah. The Meat had the album The Ugandan. The Ugandan. Yeah. Navio has vibes out of, of out of East. Yeah, out of East Africa. And Navio is just a representation of like East African excellence, you know, when it comes to rap. He's a big name. Nowhere in Africa you're going to go and 
they don't mention Navio. So as much as he's proudly Ugandan and, you know, he has his Kenyan yeah. roots, he does represent East Africa quite well and also UG. So tell me about this diehard love for your country and city because you all yes. represent to the max. <laughs> I guess, uh, first of all, with the competition that goes on in the music industry, and I can't even just say like competition or like how people are representing where they come from. In Nigeria, they're proud to represent to say that I'm from Nigeria, even if they're in the UK, even if they're in the US, they're proud to represent that. Yes. So I guess uh, that identity is something that I also wanted to move with. Like I didn't want to take away the identity because, you know, like the hip hop we do at times, people be like, are you really Ugandan? You know, that kind of thing. They'll listen yeah. to the song and sounds different. It's well mastered. It's really nice. I tell you when they hear like a Luganda word in it or the Swahili word, for example. So someone be like, oh, you guys are Ugandan. So me to call my album Kampala Boy, first of all, is a, uh, because of where I come from, you get because I'm a product of my environment. Like I grew up here, I was born in Kampala, so I've done almost everything on mine. So I know the ins and outs of it. Mm. So the album comes from that. But at the same time, it's to create the identity of where I am when I'm giving it out there. I want people to know what I represent, where I'm coming from. Mm. It. They'll be like, where's Kampala? Uganda. You then like, oh, Uganda, Idi Amin, you know, that's the kind of thing. <laughs> that's the first thing they always yes. say. But yeah, so basically it's just about the identity to represent where I'm coming from. Mm. Yeah. I love it. I love it completely. And um, did you co-produce part of this album? Or did you produce yeah. some of the tracks yourself since you're not just a rapper and artist, but you're yes. also a producer? Yeah, different songs actually on there. I executive produced them myself. I know the idea that I want to mm. get from a certain song. Yes. So I'll tell the producer I wanted maybe on this part. Okay. Once to break it like this, can okay. we change the instruments like this? Basically, it was a work in progress okay. at that time, but uh, I'd never released an album since I've been in this game. It's now 10 years. Like, Whoa. Yeah. Since it's been 10 years yeah. um, in the making. Yeah, since 2012. You know, like just rapping, but never thought of releasing an album. I'd Why did maybe you one year. releasing an album? Or... I would just, you know, like you're in school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you finished like 2014 around yeah. there. So you just release one song, two songs, yeah. you know, things like that. One song a year, two songs a year, and they really work well in yes. Uganda. So I'll be like, I'm comfortable because you're yeah. still doing shows, you're still moving. Yeah, yeah. Then in 2017, I released a mixtape uh, called Not For Not Sale. For sale. Yes. So when I released the Not For Sale mixtape and I saw the reception that mm. it got from the people, I was like... And it was actually not for sale. Yeah, it wasn't for sale. But now, right now, we put it online, you know, everyone wants... <laughs> because people want to stream albums, yeah, so yeah, yeah. they want to stream projects. Because people will be like, oh, wait, there's this song you had. I'm like, that was actually in the mixtape, so mm. it's on SoundCloud or things like that. And they're like, no, 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 we want to... Get it on my Spotify. Oh, so I you need put to get it, on, it online now. Yeah, now it's online. Oh, so yeah, so now people can stream it because people nice. still want to stream it off the iTunes, Spotify. Are not streaming. Yeah, they were streaming, but not too much. Not so yeah. much. Yeah, not as many people as now. Yes. So after doing that, I was like, ah, let me just put out an album as well. Okay. Yes. So between not for sale to the release of Kampala Boy, yeah. what would you say has been the most tremendous change that you've encountered as an artist and entertainer? I think during that period, the first thing I think will be uh, performances. We weren't doing a lot of shows uh, on bigger stages. Mm. We're still doing like the hip-hop crowds, yeah. like uh, NGO things, you know, Alias Francais, yes, things yes, like this, yes. Cotez Centrum and stuff like that. Things that I would to do with uh, mm. US mission, things to do with art and culture. Mm. But when something was of the mixtape came out and they were really nice, like they were appealing. I changed the sound, not just strictly hip-hop. Mm. I diversified some songs, sound... Uh, they have Afro beats to them, they have a dancehall vibe to them. So those songs end up like really doing to do well. So you end up performing on bigger stages. Yes. Then also I had to learn different things like, oh, this is how you present yourself maybe mm. here, this is how you... Okay, basically I had to 
learn a little bit of different things yeah. here and there, yeah. Not the usual way we're doing it. So yes. by the time I released the album, I'd already learned the... The landscape yes, and the yeah. fans' preferences. Yeah, like... And what already, works sometimes better yes. than another one. Yeah, so it came out as a proper project project. Nice. Like nice. the artwork nice. in a painting, a canvas for it. Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. So. It's a beautiful artwork. So have you felt like the album has changed your status in the industry since the release or... Have some people kind of changed their perceptions toward you, or you've seen like people now take you more seriously because an album has dropped? Yeah, uh, first of all, in Uganda, the album culture wasn't there too much. Navi has been releasing albums for a long time, I think he's now like <laughs> six. But in Uganda, generally, people don't release albums a lot, mm. be it the big artists, the so called, yeah. the, the, the ones okay, like who do the yeah. music that people relate to a lot. They will release songs, but not albums. Mm. But now you'll see Shiba's release an album, Spice Diana's release an album, Chameleon has released an album. These guys never released albums like for five years, mm. but nowadays they're doing it a lot. So when I released my album uh, at that time, the change I think that I saw first of all was I had the number one album in the country. So to have the number one album for a long period, and not just a uh, number one album in the hip hop charts, but number one overall, all hey. genres. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was really um, crazy. That was very, very like, it was something different. So that's oh, but you deserve it, you do. Thank you, thank you. Kachonda is involved. <laughs> yeah, so when we released the album and then when number one, Spotify, uh, iTunes and all these different platforms, then the radio stations picked up the different singles that they could take. Obviously, everyone was like, wow, you made a complete project, you know, like, and the only challenge that we got off that was you don't know which single to push. Because yeah. these people are playing this song, these people are playing yes. this song, this so you can know which single to yeah. push. That's the only challenge that I got. But you cannot push Chapter Gay. Yeah, that's the we just showed the video recently. Yes. And actually, I went and met Chapter Gay as well in Captura, where he comes from. Went to his <gasps> training camp. Chapter Gay. Yeah. I went to his training camp and had an interview with him. They were seated here. I also did something like this with him. Nice. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to release that as an extension. So what did the legend think about a song being named after Oh, him? he loves it. He loves it. He was humbled. And it's actually like one of the most humble people I met as well. He gave us his stories as well, his best race, his most memorable mm. races, you know, things like yes, that. Yes, yeah. yes. I want to go back a little bit to 2015, 2016. You know, you were part of the UG Hip Hop Cyphers. Yes. Um, there was a lot of hype around this, there's a lot of interaction from the fans. And this also led to MTV naming you as one of the rappers to watch, you know, coming from yeah. UG at such an early stage in your career before we even knew that an album is going to drop. Do you remember that moment? And how was it? It was a beautiful moment, like the energy around it and also hip hop back then. I think I still like some hip, people hip were still doing it. It was hitting different then. Yes, like hip hop back it, then was competitive. Yeah, right. You really want to write the best line. Every line has to make sense. Yeah. Every line you put next, like yeah. your delivery, your song, you want to switch up the flows, you don't want to do the same flow. So every song you approach it differently. I think back then people cared a bit more. People really like wanted to create the music. It was art. You're not caring about the money, the fame, yes. the online, you know, yes, the likes yes, and everything. Yes. But then I think with time, some people get frustrated. Then other people also fall off because that's not seeing it going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. the media also pushing another style of music or genre, mm -hmm. you know. They prefer this. They're like, oh, the fans want this. They don't want this, you know. Like I keep telling them that like, you said the fans want that, but you're playing Rick Ross in the club. You're playing uh, a Lil Wayne song in the club. But then you're saying that the fans want Afro beats only. You get, so that's what's crazy. During that period, it was really exciting. We were pushing hard. So I guess all the things, even though they wouldn't overwhelm us, 
we thought maybe they were part of it, like being named by MTV, like you're saying. We thought it was just part of it, like you're working hard, so some of these things you have to expect yes. them. You get, that's how you think you can look at that. It was a very beautiful time for you, like just to set a base, a foundation, you know, for what you're passionate in. I think for you, it was a very instrumental period, no? Yeah, it was actually. And then you also did win a couple of awards at the MTN UG Hip Hop Awards. Yeah, the MTN Hip Hop Awards, I think I was nominated for Inspirational Song of the Year at one time with Rionga, Levickson. Levickson is a big gospel artist in Uganda. We won Video of the Year. I won Song of the Year at one time. That's for Yazalipo. Others, I think, have been collabs and things like that. Then maybe the other awards from that period also was uh, the Buzz Awards. The buzz is like the biggest teens celebrations, all the teens come there. Then as well as uh, there's something called Galaxy Zina Awards. Mm. It's like the, the new popular awards taking place. I was also nominated for that. Nice. Then also before that, I, it was also for High People Music Awards. They're huge as well. Mm. They've been there for years. Okay. Yes. Nice. Yeah, different awards and stuff. Nice. And what kind of rapper are you? Are you the type of rapper, like if you hear something about yourself, you're going to come out with a respond track? Are you the kind of rapper when you see other rappers in the club, you're like standoff-ish, but then you're not going to get so <laughs> close to them? Or are you a friendly type of rapper? I see you and Navio and me, so how do you guys roll? Like, are you saying hi to other rappers on the road and stuff like that? Yeah, or you guys 100%, have 100%. On crew? No, 100%. You have to interact. It's all love with everyone, you know. But obviously, like you said, that people are going to still mention things. You've never spoken to them. You've never interacted with them. But they'll come in the comments. They'll say something on a song. You get like subliminals and things like that. But I always ignore that. Like I never give that energy. I keep it uh, the kind of rap I will say. I will say a Jay-Z kind of rap. Okay. <laughs> That's so the Alpha Chow. Like it, a it, diss track out like responding no, to somebody. No, no, not at all. The myth has. Yeah, the myth I think has. He will have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard it, but I'm 100% sure he, he will have at least. He will have his lines once in a while here and there. <laughs> or he'll. Even um, slide in a diss in another song. Yeah. Just for fun. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations for the release of your album. Thank you, I, am, thank you. I I love it. And I think it's doing quite well. I yeah. mean, Chapter Gay is a dope track. Yeah. And I Push think a lot of Kenyans jump to it because yeah. they actually think that that runner is from Kenya, which is fine. <laughs> we are all sisters and yeah. brothers. Just before we wrap up, I wanted to ask you to maybe give five tips to becoming a dope rapper. The first one I think will be keeping it real, keeping it authentic. You yourself, you don't have to rap like Nas or Jay-Z or next time you want to be Calligraph Jones, you know, you want to be King Kakao and when you have to do it yourself, be unique. Your own style will actually be appreciated in your own way, you know. Uh, maybe another one also, you have to also pick what you want to do. Like I can't say diversification is not bad. It's good to diversify, but it's also to pick something that you're good at and maybe master that one that you're good at. If you're good at lyrics, good that. If you're good at um, producing or something like that, you get something like which you're good at and maybe that's what you concentrate on. Mm. Uh, another one, of course, uh, create a fan base, like go crazy with the online, uh, promote as much as possible. You don't know how your next break will be, like how the Justin Bieber's have made it through social media yeah. and things like that. So then also maybe put yourself out there physically. If yeah, there's an event where there's going to be artists and things like that, go out there, network, you know, interact with different people. The networking is actually important. You get a connection to another person that's maybe where you meet in the media people. And actually, many people even become friends with people through that. And yes. the person gives you another person, another person like that. Yes. Then uh, the fifth thing maybe is consistency. 
don't give up. It might look like as if it's not working out. Maybe yet you feel you're putting in a lot of work. Yeah. But keep going. Like you've seen, they say Oprah did this and this, started a station at this year's. <laughs> McDonald's started at this year. You get, you know, all those stories, Disney and all the things. So maybe when you find your break at 40 or 50, whatever. Yeah. You know? the, so I yeah, always, I like that. Yeah. I like that there's always a, a starting place. So you just yeah. have to start. 100%. You're never too late to start. Now, we can be on VIP access talking to the Fresh Prince of Kampala and not ask who are the freshest acts that we need to look out for from Kampala. There's a lot of new artists actually who are doing well. I missed that with maybe hip-hop. I would say there's someone called Dahomey. He's good mm-hmm. with his lyrics and everything. There's St. Max Main. He's really, really good. Does Luganda, mixes it with English, Afrobeats and dancehall, but he's really good in hip-hop. Miyomed. He's a producer, but at the same time he can sing and rap, you know, things like that. There's Kaino. We actually did a song with him as well, with Navio. There's a gang. It's a group of kids. It's a collective. They're new. They're, they're really good as well. There are producers in there. They have, like, uh, writers, singers. It's a collective. They call themselves a gang. Cavalli mm-hmm. King and them. There's so many. Asante sign up. It's been such an honor to speak to you. Asante, the paper. thanks for having me. Next time, because of your name, the paper, I'll be like, <laughs> I'll be yeah. throwing paper. I didn't come with uh, I some Kenyan shillings. <laughs> and yeah, I need some UJ shillings. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. When you go back, please say hi to my people. 100% of Um And y'all just keep the fire burning. I think uh, you all have really held the hip hop strong. You, Navio, the Meat, and all these new kids coming on the blog. Yeah. I'm sure they're looking up to you and want to do the same. So it's it's a really great job you're doing all over East Africa and Thank beyond. You. I love the songs. I love the branding. I love the identity. I love how proud you guys are of Kampala and UG. It's very, very inspiring. It makes me ask myself, what am I doing for my country? Yeah. How am I re- using Kenya to rebrand myself or to brand various things? So that's amazing. I guess that's where we're capping off today on VIP Access. This is Flex the Paper. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Check me out on social media at Flex the Paper on all platforms. And we need you to go and stream Kampala Boy on all digital platforms. You can actually also find Not For Sale. Yeah. Now it's available on digital platforms. True. And next week, I will have another dope artist. And you just don't know which country they'll be coming from. You just have to tune into VIP Access and we'll be having another great conversation. VIP Access with Aniko.